Support for WGLT's Grow comes from FS Custom Turf by Evergreen FS. FS Custom Turf offers complete lawn and tree care services to preserve the health of yards, trees, and shrubs. Products and services detailed at evergreen-fs.com. Welcome to Grow. I'm Dina Vollmer sitting in for Sarah and Murph. You've heard of dog moms and now you need to get ready for plant parents. More people are discovering their green thumb as interior design and social media trends expose people to beautiful flora in all shapes and sizes. Houseplant enthusiasts say it's about more than just aesthetics. Plants provide their own form of companionship and now plants are overtaking homes and blooming to normal. What started with an enticing photo of a prayer plant on Facebook has evolved into an obsession for a Elizabeth Feathers. Feathers bought her first house plants at the beginning of COVID lockdown. I started with three. I now have, I think I have about 50. It's so fun. And now I help take care of other people's plants for them. Uh, I'm kind of a plant Sherpa for some of my friends, just kind of getting them started with plants. And it's such a piece of my indebtedness now. I can't believe it's only been a year. Feathers says some plants are trickier than others, but she's pleased with her success ratio. She's only lost five or six plants so far, which she knows because she keeps a detailed spreadsheet of her plant babies. So I have a golden pothos, which is obviously very standard for a lot of first-time plant owners. Um, She's doing very well. Love her so much. And I have a Rex begonia. That was my, my first kind of tricky plant, and Rex has done very, very well. Feathers is far from alone in her zeal for houseplants. John Fagan is head of the houseplant department at Casey's Garden Shop. I kid you not, I have customers who live nearby and they will come in when I have a truck on the side of Main Street um, because they'll say, oh my gosh, I saw a semi pull up and I know you got a new shipment and I want to be the first to have dibs and It's just wild how many people, I mean, I feel like we're selling Pokemon cards to 10-year-olds. Fagan says the industry hasn't seen this big of a boom in decades. Even before the pandemic started, we had a really big increase. My predecessor, Dan, who worked here for close to 45 years, told me that it it seems like we were back in the 70s and 80s when houseplants were booming. Uh, It was a pretty wild thing to see the numbers jump that much and just so many more people coming in that were telling me that, hi, I'm completely new and I want some houseplants to add to my house. Fagan says the internet revived the craze. It's going to sound a little bit snobby, but I think that people are just rediscovering what a lot of horticulturists and botanists have known forever. (laughs) Um, There are a lot of people who have kind of, um, I think due to social media, seen a lot new, a lot of new um, houseplant species that they didn't even know existed, um, colors and shapes and textures and sizes of plants that are just absolutely wild. And with access to more species of plants than ever before, Fagan says it's easy to develop a collector's mentality. When you think of plants like maybe a variegated monstera or a ZZ raven plant, um, things that are like, ooh, that's really cool and I really want one and it costs a lot of money. Um, to people who are in the plant trend. Those are kind of, yeah, they're pretty rare and hard to get. But if you went on eBay, you can order one pretty quickly or anything online, honestly. Not everyone is born with a green thumb. Many learn through trial and error. Tawny Lathrop remembers watering her mother's plants growing up. She didn't get plants of her own until she bought her first house. At first, she says she didn't think of them as living, breathing things. And then I think I tried to use them as, like, decor because that's what you would like see 
on TV or in a magazine. So I didn't even, like, ever think about if the light was right or, you know, anything. Like, it was like an accessory. Like, oh, a plant would look good here. And that didn't work out because I would put plants, like, not even by windows. Lathrop has come a long way since then. Last time I counted, it was around 60 plants. <laughs> it's really taken off. Um and I probably have gotten a few more plants since maybe I counted. Lathrop even sells houseplants at her store, Retrofit Culture. She says people love to talk about their plants. That's why she started the Facebook group Bloomington Normal Plant Parents. It's grown to nearly 700 members. People exchange information on which shops got a new shipment, diagnose browning or droopy leaves, and share photos of coveted new plant growth. The things that not everyone in your life might care about... <laughs> But then people in, you know, in the plant group are like, that's amazing, you know, and you're like, it is. That's how I feel, too. Lathrop says a group has grown into a community with many meeting neighbors they wouldn't otherwise connect with. So someone did post that they had a new shipment come in at the normal Walmart. And I just happened to be shopping in that general area, not at Walmart, but in that general area. And I dropped everything I was doing because one of the plants I wanted was there. And I went to Walmart. And don't you know, it was because someone posted it in the group. And I met up with two other people that are in the group. Lathrop says houseplants are about more than just looks. They breathe life into a home and give so-called plant parents a sense of purpose. I think we maybe instinctively know that houseplants are good for us. And taking care of things are, is good for us, like our mental health. Right? You just kind of know, like, this makes me feel good planting, the, you know, my fingers in the dirt and watching it grow. Even if you're at your house alone, like, I feel like it doesn't feel as lonely with plants. Mackenzie Lockwood says some use plants as a mood booster or even a pandemic coping mechanism. It's like a healthy hobby uh, that isn't horribly expensive, depending on what you're buying. Um, and it's I mean, it brings me a lot of joy. Lockwood says she ran out of room for plants in her home, but that didn't stop her from adding just one more, a eucalyptus tree. I really like things that I can use, like aloe vera and my herbs. Like I got the eucalyptus today, and I'll make, I'll make some infused oil out of that once I get enough and dry it out and use that uh, in like lotions and stuff as calming effects. Blackwood says just knowing that her plants need her helps pull her out of emotional funks. It gives me something to take care of and just occupy some time. It's just something that gives me something to do and something to look forward to every day. Elizabeth Feathers, whose collection grew from 3 to 50 during the pandemic, says when she was struggling during the stressful early days of COVID, her plants struggled too. And I felt really bad that I couldn't keep up with them. And I didn't lose any. I'm so grateful. I was able to do pretty much the very, very bare minimum when I was having a hard time. And I remember I talked to my plants a lot. <laughs> I tried to um, give them, like, positive messages and tell them how well they're doing. And, like, I'm proud of them. Um, and I remember thanking them, like, I'm so sorry I, I wasn't here for you. Feathers says it's a lesson in patience and resilience that translates to people, too. I love adding greenery to a space where you're going to be in because it's like another living thing that can survive 
depending on what type of plant it is, based on whether or not it's kind of drought resistant. Um, but then it's kind of a reminder, like, hey, you're looking a little droopy, you should have some water. And then it's kind of a reminder to yourself as well. You, this plant needs you and you need to take care of it, but you need to take care of yourself as well. Now Feather says she likes to spread that joy to others, even those who claim they kill every plant they touch. But Feather says not everyone gets the hang of it. While I do think that learning things the hard way is a really great way to learn things, people have relinquished them to me. I just received a a 60-year-old prayer plant that I love and a 100-year-old African violet that I'm very excited about. Those legacy plants outlive their owner, and they could outlive feathers too if she cares for them well. But houseplants' fates can change for a variety of reasons. Cross-country moves, downsizing homes, or growing taller than someone's ceilings. Others just never adapt to the home that they're brought into. Not enough sun, too much sun, or pets knocking them over. The most common problem, though, is a person not being able to figure out what their plant baby wants. Fortunately, there's a whole community of plant parents willing to take in orphans. Sarah and Murph will be back next week with a new episode of Grow. In the meantime, you can send your gardening questions to wglt.org grow. I'm Dina Vollmer.